0: Our sheep. Where one goes, the rest will soon follow. Lady Whistledown. Today we're talking about the Bridgerton series, books one through four. Okay, Lacey, I have a fun game to start this episode. Ooh, what All might right. it be? Okay, so today we're going to talk about Bridgerton, which is me and Lacey's latest obsession thank you Lacey for kicking me into gear to read these and we'll get into what Bridgerton actually is in a minute but Regency era what would you have been like in the Regency era like when you reflect on where what your family is like what your family history is like where would you have fit in
1: okay I gotta start this off but the first thing that I think of is my the (laughs) fact hold on the fact that one I have the sorriest hair as far as like not curly not straight like you know with no like heated products that would look a mess I have to wear contacts every single day so I'm imagining myself with like thick framed glasses third of all I was born with a Not born, but as a um, kindergartner, I had a middle tooth, aka my two front teeth were like crazy crooked. Yes, I had a tooth extracted directly from the middle. (laughs) So I am just like, you know what? What would I look like? (laughs) I'm scared to know. Not only that, I was one more thing to out myself. I have my family's token caterpillar eyebrows. You know, and that nowadays, like, I have actually got them, like, they're in, like, the best shape that they can be. You know what I mean? I have, like, whipped Mm -hmm. them into shape over the past 10 years. Would I have had the wherewithal to do that during Regency era? I just don't know. So, I am scared of who I would (laughs) have been back then, to be frank.
0: I, see, I I wasn't even going into what I would look like because I would also be uh, crooked-teethed, blind probably would have died from chicken pox age (laughs) 10 you know I'm more (laughs) I'm more thinking of like my white trash upbringing so like my family was poor and trashy however my my father's family was like upper middle class like a nice family and specifically my grandma was like queen of South Georgia like her family you know owned a lot of land and a lot of stuff so I'm like okay I think I would have been like the the <gasps> kind of castaway little family maybe like the Bennett's in Pride I, and Prejudice yeah. that are like there down is- on their luck but they got the name behind them
1: I am biting my tongue because I can't give it away because it is a plot of another book that you haven't read yet. <laughs> but there is a family that I'm thinking of th- that is um, related to a highborn family, oh. but they don't have it all together. I will wait until you finish the series and then I will go into more details. But okay. you know, all of my family has all had humble beginnings. So... I would probably be more of like a um, servant, a governess, if you will, um, as opposed to being a Viscount, an Earl, or a Marquis, or Marquis, Marquis, whatever.
0: So Lucky for us, we both marry Dukes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. The trash weasels
1: in one way Listen. or another. Watch out, Daphne. Your man. Coming for him. Oh.
0: <laughs> oh man I don't know if we're that high and mighty maybe a Viscount but you know okay you know
1: I had a, I had great fun um looking up like the different tiers I, I had no idea I so I've done it was that like, yet see, well there's there, there it's the royalty <laughs> <laughs> there's royalty marquis, um earls viscounts, Barons and then I think it's just like regular old you know uh people but those are the, the is it gentry? Gentry.
0: Gentry, yeah. Those Very interesting. Gentry.
1: So yeah. So because Vic um the Bridgertons are, are the family is Viscounts. Mm-hmm. And I thought they would be a little bit higher up, but it's just more that they have money but they're just like popular.
0: Well and I think that's something that's so interesting in this era is that you could have had a title and no money. Oh and um, I'm a dummy. I forgot the Dukes are I think Dukes are about, right above Marquis.
1: So anyways, they really are like right. the top of the line. Right, you and know, usually sorry. like a,
0: a Duke would have money because they would own so much land and have all these right. Like, right. estates and things like that. But definitely you could be on down the line and just, I mean, there's a character in here that's like marries an Earl and then ends up broke or whatever. Um, so we're talking about Bridgerton, the books. We've already done an episode way back when on season one of the netflix show which we both like really enjoyed um so just from the top what was your original thinking of like why did you pick up these books and decide to read them okay so i
1: just felt like i was once i watched the show back in i believe it was january when it came out of 2021 it was so good that i was like oh i'm like i'm gonna get on the On the train, read the book, see if it's anything. I enjoyed it so much. I gave it five stars. Follow our Instagram if you want to read the full review. Um, And I really enjoyed it and completely forgot about following up with a second book. And probably like three weeks ago, I I just kind of, I thought, you know what? I need to like read that second book and see if it's worth anything. I knew there was a book about all the siblings and I was like, okay, we'll kind of see. I read that second book and it was just like, it's the Julia Quinn's claws like came and like attacked me and like (laughs) sunk me in. And I could not stop every single day. I was reading like a book a day. I have read 12 of her books within like two weeks. I just cannot stop. It's like been so fascinating. So for me, it's just like, it hits all the right marks. They're funny. They're not too long. They're romance, but they're not like, erotica they have like like you know how the plot is gonna go like you you're introduced to the two main characters in every book you're like okay so-and-so is gonna marry so-and-so and i just i love the like watching them get there like and get to the point where they're gonna be together that for me is awesome but what about you what was once i told you to read them were you hesitant were you excited what do you think
0: um I was, I've been hesitant. Even though I loved the show, I can be a cynic. I have dumped on so many rom coms that we have read on this for the show. But at the end of the day, I was like, you know what? Lacey loves these and I want to give it a try. I was basically just going on blind faith that if you loved them this much, that I would probably like them at least a little bit. And I just wanted to see. You know, I didn't want to have FOMO anymore. I am
1: so glad because I have been
0: (laughs) dying to
1: talk about it with someone. So I'm literally like, I'm so grateful that we're here at this point.
0: Well, (laughs) and, and my biggest hesitation is like, I am not a romance novel girl. And when I hear the words romance novel, I immediately think of like bodice ripper you know, the Harlequin romance novels that it's just like smut, smut, smut with a tiny little bit of plot weaving between the two. I actually have a great story about one summer. uh, Me and my good friend were like doing laundry for these condos. Like we got hooked up by her mom with this job. So we're in this laundry room. There's, like, ten dryers and five washers, and there's no AC, and it's right by the beach, but it's, like, sweltering hot, and we would just do laundry for hours and hours and hours, but there's this huge stack of, like, classic romance novels in the laundry room, and we would just, like, flip through them and read, like, the smuttiest parts out loud, and... It no. was so- oh my gosh!
1: <laughs> yeah. Sounds like such a teenage so- thing. Like,
0: well, right, oh. I was like seventeen, and I, uh, you know, reading all these like erotic romance scenes, and they're just so ridiculous. I, the one that is burned into my brain, the two characters, the lead characters' names were Silky and Lion, and I'm oh. just like, if this is what <laughs> Bridgerton is, I cannot handle that, and I just couldn't understand. But then I'm like, okay, put two and two together. That's not how the show was. Like there was that infamous episode. But you know what? Let's skip ahead a little bit. I enjoyed the books immensely and I've been, you know, racing through them just like you have. Um, And for all, we actually got a couple of questions of like, okay, how dirty are these books? These appeal to me because I like Regency. These appeal to me because I like historical fiction or romance or whatever it is. But, like, what's the content really like? And I feel like you gave a great little synopsis of, like, the formula of each book.
1: Yes. So pretty much every book has, like, three scenes within it. The first scene is pretty much, like, a kiss scene. And that's, like, really where the main characters are going to, like, you know, pretty, pretty, up front like nothing too too heavy but then they of course start falling in love the next scene is usually almost like a heavy pet some sort of like second third base kind of thing and then there's going to be like one sex scene per book so it's not too gratuitous but it's a romance novel so
0: it's like it's going to mm-hmm. be there I would say if I was going to put a spice meter, I was because someone specifically asked about Nicholas Sparks. I would say it goes Nicholas Sparks books. Then it goes like if you're familiar with the Outlander series, probably like Outlander. And Bridgerton is a little spicier than Outlander, but it's a little less frequent like she really goes there especially because there's a lot of um maiden heads being taken you know what I mean and I it's a little much sometimes especially when you're reading them like boom 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 I'm like girl please (laughs) I don't care (laughs) yes it's and you definitely
1: reading the books too there's definitely this like The man has all the power. And the woman is like this little dainty. (sighs) Like if you know. If she's ruined by a man. So there's definitely so much misogyny. That is true to the time period. period. But definitely can be like okay. Like you said. It's just like whatever. I I don't care about this.
0: But there's really fun plot. All surrounding those scenes. And because it follows that formula. If you're uncomfortable with it. You can skip on by. You're you're listening to these on Hoopla, by the way, which is free through your library, and it has all of the audiobooks on there. Um, hit that 30-second button a couple times, and you're good. Like, there's not a whole lot of plot that's being right. furthered in those scenes.
1: That's actually a great point. You will literally miss nothing but the actual scene <laughs> itself. <laughs> yeah. So,
0: right. Anyway, I loved the books. I felt like they were... Um, a super fun version of all of the Regency time period other pieces that I love but it gives me like a little bit more cheek and a little bit more like silliness and it's not you know so heavy-handed and I love that it well, also that- sometimes reminded me of the book or the movie Austin Land did you ever watch that <laughs> yes I did <laughs> Gosh, I love that movie so much and I'm just like I am attracted to these books in the same way like the people in Austin land are attracted <laughs> to, to Jane Austen. Because I'm like, I f- it, there's just something about it that's like so far away and removed from our regular lives that it's just like a beautiful fantasy.
1: Totally. And the books, I loved how they could be really goofy. And there's all the, all the female characters – She doesn't really have any like super subservient like they're all witty and funny and pretty much like the kind of um, a lot of like I want to be essential. Mm -hmm. So I really, I really do did enjoy so many of her characters. Um,
0: Should we do our traditional? Should you read it? Should you listen to it? I think so, but I'll just say I think get your hands on these books however you can. That is a
1: great point. Once I got started, I was definitely, like, ready to punch them out. Like, wake up Monday, finish one. Tuesday morning, I was ready to put another <laughs> one in and, like, go about my day. <laughs> you know, I originally always thought that, like, Davina Porter was, like, the number one, like, most best narrator. The more audiobooks I listened to, I'm like, there are truly so many phenomenal um narrators, like, out there. It, it's just insane to me how, like much of a skilled voice acting is, and I love um, Rosalind Landor that does these. She, I don't know what it is, but I promise I will truly think, like, it is a man speaking, and it is obviously (laughs) her, but, like, she does such a great job to me of, like, doing both sides of the spectrum and all the little, like, hilarious little sounds that are, you know, like, somebody, like, I don't know, like, makes us, like,
0: random... Uh, grunt or
1: whatever and I'm like Cracking up so I don't know Just uh she,
0: she does a, a great job listening. I agree There's like you'll enjoy it And if you listen to it For sure all right It's time for spoilers did we miss Any other segments I don't think so
1: We didn't rate it
0: Oh Five stars. Come on.
1: Five five stars on every single book. I am here to say.
0: It's not going to change your life. Except that it's going to put you probably in a great mood. And it's just so fun. Good point. It's just going to enhance your day. So Mm -hmm. what do you have to, you know, why not? Uh, Okay. Here's my one last pitch for having the book in hand. Again, if the content is a worry for you, pick up a book. And then you can easily skim over those parts that you don't want to, lo- to watch. You can see it coming and not have to worry about it. Um, all right. So we are going to extremely briefly talk about The Duke and I, which is the first book. Because we already talked about season one of the show. And it's almost exactly the same. Um, and I'm actually, I started on number two. And then I went back. I'm listening to number one now just because I'm like, okay, I need like the complete picture here. Um, I'd say my one note on the Duke and I of the book is that I'm really enjoying Daphne's character more in the book. Not that I didn't like her in the show. I thought I think the girl is very sweet and pretty that they picked for her. Um, I just feel like the way that they set her up in the show of being like, the diamond of the first water is not the way she's portrayed in the book. She's more of like the fun girl next door. Um, We're still very pretty, still very funny and, and lovable, but just, I don't know. I, I preferred that setup
1: that's in the book. We very briefly texted about this. And like you said, like girl next door. And it's like, exactly. She's not supposed to be this, like, you know, um, insane beauty that everyone stops after. It's almost more like people don't see her because she's like their bestie where it's like mm-hmm. all the guys want to talk to her and be like, "Oh my gosh, like I think so and so is so hot. Like help me get, you know, like get involved with her." And they're not kind of like seeing her for like, "Oh, she should be my wife" kind of thing. Or it's like that's how her and Simon kind of end up working out so well. Um, right. but yeah, I agree. And they also I felt like they went way too like I mean the crux of it definitely is like virginal, but they went a bit too yeah. far into like the maiden in the show <laughs> right. where I was kind of like, okay. No, yeah. that's a little too far.
0: Isn't it a little strange? Um, not strange, but you can tell that Julia Quinn writes these books for women to picture themselves as the heroines because every, si- and we'll get into this every single man because there's so many books, they can blend together. They're all very tall, very strikingly handsome, very strong, Um, you know, not domineering, but definitely like a take charge personality. The women do have differentiations in their character. But none of them are, like, stunning beauties. At least so far. Maybe we've, we'll get one down the line with the other Bridgerton sisters. But that, to me, is interesting that so far there hasn't been a heroine that's just, like, drop-dead gorgeous. Like, yeah. maybe... In uh, the Bridgerton series, there's not really one. In some yeah. of our
1: um, spinoffs, there is, like, there that happens. But, like, yeah, they're okay. all... The Bridgertons are all supposed to be, like, very um, easy on the eye, but not, like, the -the over-the-top, like, you know, your jaw is, like, dropping
0: kind of beauty. But they're
1: all, you know, rich and handsome enough that you would want to marry them kind of thing. Right.
0: Okay. All right. Any notes on – any other notes on the Duke who loved me? Or no, the Duke Uh and I.
1: (laughs) um not really i felt like they actually did a great job adapting it to the show so i feel like this is honestly when you watch the show you don't even have to like read the book you can jump right into yeah. book number two so i mean
0: and uh, it's long the first one is long so that's why i'm like oh because at first i really was like oh i'm excited about it and now i'm kind of losing steam because i already know what happened so i'm like hmm, maybe i won't finish this but <laughs> who knows maybe it's, i will
1: i really did enjoy it even after i watched the show but but yeah, if you're right. If you've already watched the, if you've already seen the series and you're not that interested, jump to book two. Because mm-hmm. book number two was my favorite of the bunch, I believe. I am so ready to talk about the Viscount who loves me. <laughs> uh,
0: book number two, <clears throat> Sim, Sim turns on Anthony Bridgerton, who's the oldest son. And then he ends up with Kate, right? And even if you've never read these books... It's not going to spoil anything. You know who's going to end up with who uh, from the jump with these novels. But I really enjoyed this one, too. It's classic enemies to lovers. And I thought it was so well done. I I've had a lot of fun with it. I thought their banter was really good. I thought that their arc was actually pretty believable. Um, and I really liked Kate. the The one... <laughs> I have one little bugaboo with the book but we'll get to that yes so the
1: kind of like uh premise of the book real briefly is that anthony is he's like 28 or 29 he's like the head of the family it's time for him to get married he picks out uh the diamond of the season edwina edwina um is young she's not very wealthy And she um, proclaims that she has to have her elder sister's approval. So, of course, Anthony is trying to, like, whine and don Kate. And just from that, like, initial reaction of where, like, she can't stand him. And he is, like, trying to, like, use, like, like, you know, this oily personality and, like, woo her. And she's just, like, shuts it down. I love Kate. Kate has... Kate is who I want to be like she's got the wit she's got the charm she's like self-assured for the most part but she's also so vulnerable I'm like Kate I cannot wait to see this um, season I am so over the top excited
0: oh I think it's going to be a really really good show my one issue with it is Anthony does stick out to me within he's almost like the prototypical Bridgerton but There and I've I talked to you about this. There's a lot of like physicality in his personality that was a little off putting to me, and I think it was supposed to be sexy, but like there are several scenes where he's like grabbing her face so that she doesn't turn away from him, just so he can like say something kind of a little rude or like grab like it'll specifically like say like grab her arm so tightly that it leaves a bruise or something, and it's like. I understand that that does it for some women, but for me, I'm like eh, a little too much, a little heavy handed on that. For me, in my house, does not. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the
1: books, yeah. So he definitely is the the domineering brother. So this is one of the things that, that, that we kind of mentioned julia has to really distinguish between these three brothers that are all their books are back to back they're all tall dark handsome Mm -hmm. wealthy and so like she definitely tries to give each brother like a couple of like defining characteristics and his is definitely that he's super arrogant that he's very headstrong that he is just like like you said just pretty uh aggressive and it can be like for better or for worse so in like one of the scenes that he uses his aggression towards her it's like what ends up getting them to where they end up having to get married but it's like comes from a good place right so so i definitely like i know what you mean but i also kind of forgave anthony because underneath it it was there's like a like a very like um important part of the book where she kind of like kind of calls him out and it's like you are like the nicest person and he's kind of like yeah like don't say that but she's like no you actually are so nice and like he doesn't want you know to I guess be this big softy but he he's got it in him so I was just like oh my gosh love it so much
0: yeah I did like their relationship in the end and I I didn't even think about it like that that was a character flaw for him I more thought of like okay Julia you think you're being like hot and actually it's just a little, like, dated. Does that make sense? Yeah,
1: and it, I mean, and that's definitely, I feel like in several of the books, there's a scene where, like, a man, you know what I mean, like, stops Mm -hmm. a woman or is like, stop talking. And that definitely (laughs) is used a lot in, like, a very, like, this is going to be sexy. Don't say another word. Like, no, no, no. no." And that's where I'm like, look, I would have chewed this man out so fast. (laughs) Like, Seriously?
0: (laughs) Well, I wonder when these were published. Because, it, yeah, it just feels a little I, dated.
1: I am almost positive some of these were like 2,000.
0: 20... Oh, really? 2,000 was the Viscount okay. Who Loved Me.
1: I, I, I but didn't... that was a long time ago.
0: That was 21 yeah. years ago. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's true. We were alive. So <gasps>
0: <silly. laughs> Y2K, baby. Anyway, <laughs> Viscount Who Loved Me, highly recommend. Yes, favorite of the bunch. Um, up next is do, 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 do. oh a, gen- a gentleman's
1: offer.
0: Oh, it's an like, offer from a gentleman.
1: Listen, I must say this while we're here: the worst titles of all time. <laughs> I know, I know, we, all very and James Bond, but I hated every title. I didn't even read the title. I would just put, okay, this is High book. This right. is Francesca's book because I could not stand like romance and Mister Bridgerton, like. Uh, please yeah
0: i would much prefer if it was like benedict's story (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, benedict a bridgerton story so yes i would love that (laughs) um yeah it's an offer from a gentleman it there i think that they're supposed to be plays on like famous love stories and tropes yeah so an offer from a gentleman i thought i wasn't going to like it much but i ended up liking it quite a bit because i really liked the heroine. i uh, um i am
1: so glad you said this because it yeah. is based around a cinderella story and whenever i tell you i was I almost didn't listen to it <laughs> yeah. because but after after the vibe and it is heavy-handed
0: like yes, it is heavy-handed
1: she is a um let's see we have sophie who is the bastard daughter of an earl whose stepmother with her two daughters move in and have to take care of her the mm-hmm. father dies um but he re- only referred to her as his ward so she never really felt love from him the stepmother takes care of her but she has to work as her sir or she takes care of her only to get the money she has to be her little servant so i definitely was like i I, I'm right. sorry, but I hate this. I'm sorry,
0: but yeah. And then Sophie gets like one night out on the town, she happens to run into Benedict, the second son, and they have like this instant connection. Again, I didn't love that scene, I was like, This is so lame, but I liked everything that came next with her because it jumped so much. I was like, Okay. That was unexpected. I mean, I think it jumps like two or three years ahead where Sophie has basically been booted out of her stepmother's home. She doesn't know that she does actually have some inheritance. So she's basically like penniless trying to make her way in the world. I really appreciated her struggle in the book and like seeing the that side of it. I also felt like you got a really good taste of the Bridgerton family and like how wonderful they are and close knit from her point of view. I, I liked that. <clears throat> and I actually like Benedict. I like the kind of Lisa. Uh, <laughs> I don't Bye. know. Like, The two of us watched the
1: show and we were like, wow, the most uninteresting, (laughs) who gives a crap, like (laughs) the worst brother of all. Yeah. I read the story. Now, Anthony was my favorite, but Benedict, I had such a soft spot in my heart for him. I was expecting it to be Colin and it ended up being Benedict because you're right. she, She goes through so many, like Sophie knows she can never marry this man. How can she, she has no family. She is literally like her, you know, a bastard. So she is like shunned by, you know, mm-hmm. especially by the people of the time. Like it's like, <clears throat> yeah, right. And so the fact that Benedict made it work, I just I am too like right this second feeling pure emotional. <laughs> it's like they had the true love. Like Anthony and Kate, they ended up having it eventually. But like, you know what I'm saying? yeah they it wasn't there first where he truly loved her and was like I'm going to be an outcast of society because Mm -hmm. I love you and then like you know he they worked on like his passion of art together and like I just was so like love you Benedict
0: no I really liked it and I actually feel like, yeah, Benedict and Colin are a little too close for comfort, like, personality-wise. There's definitely some differences. I feel like it would have maybe benefited if she had made Benedict maybe, like, a little shyer or a little more introverted or something like that.
1: Right. Um,
0: Again, it was he, just, like,
1: he's tall. Right.
0: He's the <laughs> tallest brother. Looks that hot. Right. He's secretly, um, you know, artistic. He likes to draw or whatever. Um, but Benedict really won me over because, so I would say she's actually pretty good at making these people flawed in realistic ways. And coming up with rela- like blocks to the relationship, it's like they don't just get over it and move ahead like they've got to do some inner work to kind of get over their spoiled rich boy upbringing to kind of get there with every book I've read so far. So I appreciate that, but because Sophie is not low born but illegitimate, like it just it made him very dear to me that in the end he was willing to give it up for her and it doesn't matter. Um I did think it was a little extreme <laughs> extreme in the end where like she literally gets thrown into jail i'm like pardon <laughs>
1: what that was such a funny scene yeah it was, and I know. It was too this was also where it's like there was no proof like yes she actually right. had committed the crime but it was like from many years before and it was like so could anybody literally walk down the street and be like that's a thief like and I feel they're like gonna you're, go to the gallows. Oh,
0: what? I feel like if you're looking poor and a rich lady tells somebody that you stole, then you're kind of screwed back then.
1: And she was a like, countess. I was just <laughs> like, oh my, I did. I will say in the dad jail, Violet Bridgerton, like, there's basically, um, I, they're having like a little like trying to figure out who's gonna win this power of the wheels and whatever she kind of turns to her. And I think she says, uh, this is the stepmother, says something other about how she has the higher title. And Viola just turns and looks at her, and she's like, but I'm more popular. I was just like, <laughs> yes, you are. sizzle and burn. I'm like, you know, that was just one of those, like, perfect, perfect. Yeah. Because- for her character, it was like, yeah, that's going to matter to you. (laughs) Like, this is a big deal.
0: And after this book, after so much, like, decadence of the last two books, it was nice to see it from Sophie's perspective of, like, true struggle, see a little peek about what you know people downstairs how they lived you know servants lived I did think it was a little funny that was like Sophie could never marry someone that was also a servant because she had been raised to be better than them <laughs> well, I will say I Which I'm was... like, okay if they can't read like they, she literally says like well they probably couldn't read so, it's like, okay, I get that. But it's still like, okay, girl. I was shocked to my core whenever at first
1: it was like, Sophie, I want you to be my mistress. I was oh. like, I don't know what it was. But whenever I say that, was like, <gasps> it was yeah. just one of those really, it, it took me a minute to kind of get over that. But by the end, like I said, Benedict was endeared to me. And I did love the story despite mm-hmm. the like stupid Cinderella. Like, who cares? Oh, I got to say this. Mm-hmm. And then we can move on if you're done. But, sure why the whole i do not understand this for any book where i'm like honey you know that benedict loved or was like crazy about that girl the the Mm -hmm. mystery girl aka her could you ever actually sit upon a secret like that and not just be like hey i gotta tell you something that girl you were obsessed with it's me i would (laughs) have
0: never had the
1: never have had the restraint
0: I wouldn't For have got man not
1: to fall in love with me. Please. I
0: know I wouldn't have gotten through night one. And little Crux is he never says it out loud to her. There's a lot of moments where he's like, "I've never felt like this before," except once. <laughs> so, over-topped. y'all, we're making this sound so cheesy, and it's, it's not. So it's good.
1: Really, it's good. Please listen, and please come back and talk to us about it. These books are so fun, but yeah, they're ridiculous. She, that's what makes but, I mean, fun.
0: Sophie is next level stubborn and I think that she's just like the victim of a lot of emotional abuse like and That's a little true. physical abuse like but I like the spitfire in her at some point he like dares her to throw something at him and she's like clenching her fist and then she turns around and like, throws a candle at him or something <laughs> ridiculous so I was like whoa there's like a lot of rage in you but I, I kind of like it <laughs>
1: (laughs) all the girl characters there was not one female character that didn't hit i'm sorry it's
0: it's very true (laughs) but you're right they're all very feisty i mean i think daphne decks somebody in like one of the very first scenes (laughs) all right romance and mr bridgerton book four now controversial opinion while pollen as they're known uh Penelope and Colin are not my favorite couple and I lay that solely at the feet of Colin by the way because he's a little thin absolutely um it was my favorite book that I've read so far
1: (gasps) really okay okay (laughs) let's I'm so excited
0: but I desperately wish so in the first series of Bridgerton you find out who Lady Whistledown is and I'm like I would have loved to have that revealed to me in this book and not have already known. I mean, I, I enjoyed completely it. I totally agree.
1: It made, it really doesn't make sense to me why they did that for the show. There was no reason for them to reveal. Would have no. You know, they didn't have to go like um. What is that terrible show where they're trying to figure out who A is? You know, I'm talking pretty long. Oh words. my gosh, they didn't yes. have to go like ten seasons kind of thing. Right. Like you, you didn't have to like stretch it that
0: far. They would have but, only had to go three. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
1: <Whatever>. <laughs> I love Penelope Featherington. Is such a great character, and that you're yes. right. She it was. It would have been completely justified to hold it out because Penelope is really witty and really Mm -hmm. sweet. And, like, you just have no idea that she is this, like, investigative, like, journalist and that she is, like, spilling all of the tea. And, like, she can be really kind but also really, like, she can rake you over the coals if it's needed. So it's, like, that kept her personality so ambiguous to me. Yes.
0: So I think I liked this book the most because it was an unrequited love story for so much of it. And you just don't read a lot of those that work well. You know what I mean? Like it it actually made sense to me, the evolution of their relationship and why he ends up seeing her differently. Because nine times out of 10, if something's unrequited, it's never going to be as good as a mutual affection relationship from the, the get go um that's true here's a question is Penelope pretty is Penelope pretty she's
1: got to be cute is based I, on the book or based on no what, what based on
0: the book I think that the girl who plays her is adorable but she's
1: I mean she's supposed to be like kind of like P- okay Penelope is supposed to be 28 years old aka a spinster on the right. shelf She is basically knocking on death's door as a single woman. (laughs) She is supposed to be, I guess kind of cute, but that, but at the same time, her family is, her family is, doesn't have any like serious Mm -hmm. ranking. I don't know if they have any titles at all. I was kind of like, "Hmm." like, I don't think so. Uh,
0: I don't know. They don't have, it was just like lady, right? Yeah.
1: They don't have great money. They don't really even have like a ton of connections. And so like, no, I just couldn't get. nobody ever pursued her. I was like the, the amount of self-confidence. Like, can you imagine how your confidence would totally dwindle into nothing <laughs> after like 10 years Seriously, of not a single man coming up to you? Meanwhile, I will say, and then the whole book, it kept talking about Eloise had like turned all these men away. I was like, I would not be friends with Eloise. I am sorry. I am way too shallow. I oh, cannot have totally. a bestie that's, like, constantly, like, you know, men are falling over them, and I'm, like, the little ugly person on the side.
0: Right. I actually think that the casting of Penelope is perfect, because that actress in real life is very cute when she has her own hair, her own makeup, her own clothes, but when she's got, like, a ratchet red wig and a hideous yellow dress and, like, <sighs> curled and, and nipped and fluffed to forever it does her no favors at all they do her dirty for sure in the <laughs> they, show. Do. they do
1: so and that's like okay
0: she, i get it
1: she is in love with colin from what how old is she supposed to be like 16 She's supposed to be she's 16, like yeah. obsessed with him but she can't be too blatant because her best friend's his or that's his brother right her brother um i'm trying to remember how does the whole story how does it lay out
0: Huh. So she loves Colin forever, and they're like friendly enough, but you know, Eloise has eight siblings, so they don't see each other that often. And I think she gets a lot of pity dances. It even says in the in the first book that like the Duke seeks her out for a dance because he can tell she's different than her terrible family kind of thing. Um, so people automatically like Penelope, but some bullies also, I think they just yeah, and they just pigeonhole her really early on. And I do think it's true that if you're running in a circle of like a hundred people, and someone somewhere has decided you're ugly and not worth the time, then you have to be pretty brave to go against that as a man. Listen, of the time, does
1: that make sense? That is totally true. I will so. Whenever I started reading this book, I was so excited. Um, in book one, two, and three, Colin is pretty present. And he is like, he's the charmer. Like, that's like his big mm-hmm. thing. He is like, always has something funny to say. And when I got to this book, I was shocked beyond belief. He's 33 years old. I'm like... <laughs>
0: This, that is, this was is like such a turnoff. I was like, why are you such a fool and you're 33? All, all of the men pretty much get married around this time at like
1: 28, 29. So they're all, yeah. you know, a little bit, not older, but you know what I'm saying? Nobody's mm-hmm. like a, as young as the women are. But for him to be 33 and his, it was like, so in the book, he's like, you know, he's a traveler and he's gone because he, he kind of just, Doesn't really, I guess, feel the purpose at home. And he likes being on the go. He doesn't want to be tied down. And... But there he's, like, so melancholy. I... And so, like, the self-pity. I just... I was actually really, (laughs) really ticked off in him at this book. Because I could not stand his character. I was, like... I waited this whole time. This is my fourth book. I wanted, like, the fun, charming... Mm -hmm. And he was, like, a grown man who... You know, like, he was like a grown man. He wasn't like, like, the boyish charm was gone. And I was really, really disappointed, to be honest.
0: Uh, I had to, I had to, like, shelve the 33-year-old fact because you're right. Like, what I was saying with them all being deeply uh, flawed, like, Colin the whole time, even, like, it's very annoying when you're reading this book. And he is clearly attracted to Penelope, likes Penelope thinks that you know whatever and he is fighting it every step of the way and he fought it a little too hard i think like especially julia quinn did not have to do penelope in the way where she had to ask him to kiss her i really (sighs) feel like that was a mistake that he should have kissed her without her asking this is listen
1: i Uh, might have could have (laughs) believed it but after she was in the room, and he, like, screams out he would never marry her. And This, right. a co- this was a couple years prior. But I mm-hmm. would be, I am pleased. You will never see me stupid.
0: Wait. No, ma'am.
1: That is a no, ma'am. I, Absolutely I, not.
0: Seriously. And I'm like, have a little bit more self-respect, P. Please. But. I, I, I know she loves him, but I'm like, Honey.
1: Yeah. The unrequited part, I, oh man, Uh, you know, it obviously works out in the end, but Mm -hmm. it was so sad to me for (laughs) until it finally got good. It took so long that I was, it was probably my least favorite of all the books. I'm
0: trying to decide. I guess it's because I really enjoyed just the Penelope parts and her getting happiness also I enjoyed like the unveiling of Mrs of Miss Whistle or Lady Whistledown and how they go about it and how she almost gets like blackmailed and that kind of stuff I liked that part so I think Penelope carries this book um You had told me that, like, the one thing about Colin is, like, oh, he's always hungry. It's, like, oh, Benedict, he's tall. Uh, (laughs) Anthony, he's angry, and Colin's hungry. So, that was a little silly. That's what I'm saying. She she tried so
1: hard, where it's, like, you know what? My brothers have some similarities, but my brothers are extremely different. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, it shouldn't be this hard to kind of, to separate.
0: Especially, so, I did, the one thing I'll say about what made me buy the fact that like he could fall in love with her after years and years of knowing her is that they make it abundantly clear that this man is traveling like eight months of the year. He is always gone. He is always somewhere. And so they're really not close. And this is like the first time in their whole lives that they're actually forming a real solid friendship. So I'm like, okay, I get that. But you're acting like you're 20 years old and not 33. Um, and here's another thing, just reflecting, a big part of Anthony's arc is that he's never been in love before and that he'll never, um, like, he never wants to fall in love or whatever it is. And, but, like, they don't follow that up with the other, the other brothers being any different. Does that make sense? Like I wish that they like yeah there's Benedict and but he's only connected with that one girl on the balcony and then there's Colin who seems to have had no serious attachment or relationship ever. I feel like it would have added a little bit of dimension if maybe one of them had been jilted or something. And again, yeah. maybe that maybe that's to come, but well,
1: the sh- I will say one thing that I am already ticked about from season 1 is that Anthony Like you said, his crux of the show is that he's never been in love and he doesn't want to because his father died early Mm -hmm. and destroyed his mother whenever that happened. And in the freaking show, he's the one that's already loved somebody and he's devastated. And I was like, really?
0: Right. Why not make that Benedict? Why not make it Benedict?
1: Who would would, would
0: care? Right. Because Benedict is supposed to be like the romantic and the whatever. Interesting. Yeah.
1: I will say I love Lady Danbury was very heavily present in the fourth book. She's I the love one that, who's, too. She's the one who starts this whole, like, we've got to unveil Lady Whistledown. witch hunt. Right. <laughs> it's like, it's been 10 years. Mm-hmm. It was another thing I will say, like, I'm dumping on Colin. I like Colin, but this book did not showcase him well because the whole time it's like, he wants to be a writer. And mm-hmm. he's extremely jealous by um, like Penelope's, sh- like, success. And I was kind of like, son so petty listen he has he's got money he's got status people like him he travels and does his own thing this is her only thing the only thing she's got and then it's constantly like well i don't have anything and it's like you've lived a a very full life so please give her like let's clap you know for penelope (laughs) for the fact that she's made some money and like done something with her time versus like Well, I'm going to go to this party and be made fun of. And that's going to be, you know, it for me. Like, please.
0: I will say that he does pull it through. She does some good writing around once they finally are together, that he is very devoted to her. And, you know, publicly kind of saves her butt in the end, which I was like, okay, it doesn't make up for everything. But it does. It goes a long way, and I have full faith that the show can really turn this into something special. That it would be really good. The proposal scene was like the most ridiculous. Like her family is the most <laughs> like
1: the biggest group of dummies like uh. that there has ever been. So I will say. I await the masterpiece that will be that episode
0: <laughs> yeah. for sure. Oh, I think it'll be great.
1: And they picked up all so we've talked about the four books. They've picked mm-hmm. up a um all four seasons. So unless it's mm-hmm. cancelled, we're gonna at least see up to Colin's love story. So I'm very excited.
0: Oh, I'd really like to see Eloise. But no you know. that's you know, I'll hold off
1: for that, but yes, it'll that'll be another good one.
0: So I'm going to finish book one, and then I'm going to move on to book five uh, through eight. This is what's kind of weird to me is Francesca is like a wisp on the wind so far. I mean, that's the one sibling that you hear nothing about.
1: Her whole,
0: her whole, let me see. Okay. Each book
1: kind of uses like one sibling or like they might have one scene with a sibling. So it's mm-hmm. like Daphne well anthony's got like that one scene with daphne and them and colin and like benedict's got a you know what i'm saying they each have like Mm -hmm. a scene or two francesca is only present in francesca's book she does not make any she makes no cameos except for in maybe like an epilogue like it is very bizarre and her book doesn't even take place in the country so you know a little bit of mystique there but yeah she (laughs) I also was or I was almost kind of like you know she tried so far like hard to separate her that it was like she was like pointless to the story
0: kind of like like, to to the grand scheme yeah it's a little strange and I guess there's like an homage to that in the show because I think you literally see like the back of her head or something (laughs) (laughs) in one of the episodes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'll have to
1: go back and see. But yeah, and, and and another thing, all the sisters look alike. So it's like it would have been cool to see the, mm-hmm. you know, to kind of have that like the sister dynamic like you have the brother dynamic because totally. sisters have such a different, you know. And then you got the little babies, the boy and the girl at the end. I yeah. love them too. They're all fun. Anyways, it'll be fun to keep talking about it. I can't wait for you to listen to them all.
0: And watch out, because I'm about to dump some uh, serious Bridgerton enneagram. Like every time <laughs> I read this, I'm like, I have like a masterful plan plotted out in my head of like uh, matching them up to their numbers. I think I have almost everybody nailed that'll, down. And actually, that'll be
1: really good. There's some some very
0: some very interesting ones. Only
1: thing, tell me, am I wrong? Is anybody? I don't know if have I ever read a dadgum book where I have found an enneagram five. I'm like, who? Who is a five?
0: Hmm. That is who such is a, a five? You know what? I haven't read it, but I watched um, the Queen's Gambit, okay. and I would say that the main character in Queen's Gambit is a classic okay. five. Classic five. But I she's an odd not. duck. I mean, she's and really odd. Isn't she also, like, terribly mentally ill? Like, <laughs> so I mean, she's a drug addict,
1: I, so. I'm like, Well, I was thinking she was, I don't know, had something other going she's on with her. Like, she's oh, a classic
0: that? unhealthy. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but you know what? I feel like, you know, <laughs> uh, I, like... I wish that she had gone just a little farther with some of these male characters because we could have gotten there with one of the brothers. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. And I did love all of them on their own, but definitely like Anthony is the most like my top, my favorite followed by Benedict love his romantic heart. And then (sighs) little old Colin actually tell me what, what would you (sighs) rank them? Who's who's your favorite? Who's your least favorite?
0: Um, I guess Benedict would be my number one, and then Anthony, and then Colin. Colin sucks because I fe- I just felt like Julia Quinn kind of stumbled there. Like, I mean, she wrote him the way she did, and maybe she meant every single word. But he, he should, in my mind, rank a lot higher is what I'm trying to say. listen, I he thought he really
1: was going to be my number one. And I got to tell you something else. I went back and looked at the cast pictures. How was Benedict the most handsome? And I didn't realize it. <laughs> I,
0: okay, I was like, what I'm happened? wondering,
1: Is it me? I'm, Did the book change him for me? I
0: don't all know. I can think of is that they were so each book, I mean, hyper focuses on that couple. So maybe it's just like you're really supposed to be focusing on the Duke, and that's who, <laughs> who you are supposed to care about. And so everybody else is kind of like, so we'll see in the next couple seasons if, if those people, as they bubble up and it's their time to shine, if they really do shine.
1: Yeah, great points. They're going to have to shave Anthony's um, mutton chops for me to get on board <laughs> fully. But if they will do that.
0: Anthony has a little bit of a gay face to me, but I think it's because he looks like Rupert Everett you know what i'm talking about
1: no let me look it up
0: rupert Thanks. everett is like the classic gay british best friend in everything and if you look at like young rupert oh. Everett, <laughs> Anthony, <Yes>. I, <laughs> I mean he is so <laughs> handsome Absolutely. don't get me wrong but my gosh
1: whenever so i saw a picture of him i was of course after reading these
0: books stalking
1: all the insta pages so uh-huh He is so much, like, I don't know what, like, that facial hair, it really, and the way that they dress him, normally I'm, like, really into, like, the very regal attire, but Mm -hmm. that in combination, like, it really, it makes him so (laughs) much less attractive to me. Like, I cannot get over it. Like, he actually is a handsome man.
0: Yeah. But in the show, I'm like, not for me.
1: Out of the show, for me.
0: Yeah, it's weird. And it's usually the opposite no ex- that's what I mean it's cra- yeah, they are doing yeah. him dirty here's the here's the perfect example of that to me Poldark Ross Good, Poldark yeah. is fire that man <laughs> is scrumdiddly umptious okay <laughs> to quote TikTok um outside you you label him a hobbit in the hobbit ew never <sighs> Get away from me with your coiffed brows. I can't remember if I don't Finley want to or see.
1: Keely, but I absolutely, Keely. <laughs> absolutely no attraction whatsoever. And then, whenever he's out there like raking the hairs or whatever, yep. like, yep, 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 it is night today. You're right, it's true. You're right. <laughs>
0: oh, all right. Sure. Hopefully, we've inspired you to pick up Romance <laughs> novel. Yes, read these books,
1: they're so fun. You will honestly. And this is another thing. Last plug and I am done. Put it in in like 1.5. You're not going to miss anything important. Oh, yeah. You will finish it in a day. And it's just, it really will, it will enhance that day so much.
0: Mm. <laughs> All right. Off my soapbox right. for now.
1: <laughs> Toodaloo. Bye.